It is my pleasure to welcome to our program again, Brian Blue Sky. He is the entertainment and culture writer at the Desert Sun, desertsun.com. You'll find him there. And he's got a story that broke this uh, this afternoon about uh, 145. And it was some really good news for people who care about arts and entertainment in the city of Palm Springs, wasn't it, Brian? Yeah, it sure was. And it was quite a surprise. Tell us about what happened this afternoon. Well, the um, Help Save the Plaza Theater Committee, which is led by former Palm Springs Council member J.R. Roberts, did a press conference outside the theater and announced that they received a $5 million donation. Um, it was from a local television and theater producer named David Lee. And David Lee, I guess, is one of the people that produced the Jeffersons, Cheers, Frazier and shows like that. Ah, great. Well, it's nice that it was somebody in our community and somebody who gives a, you know, what about about arts and entertainment. And this, of course, uh, was the place where when I first arrived in town 14 years ago, it had about another six, seven years to run as the home of the fabulous Palm Springs Follies. And I imagine that a lot of people will remember uh, that show. It, it featured performers who were all... Uh, in their senior years, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, and and then it ended in 2014, and that's when the theater closed. What happened at that t- at that time? Can you can you back us up there and kind of tell us uh, what went on? Because as I recall, it it changed hands to the city under some circumstances where they didn't have to really pay anything, but they had some responsibility. Yeah, it went back to the theater or the city. I'm sorry. Um, the, it was basically owned by a community redevelopment agency and they sold it to the city for a dollar in 2015. But the condition was that it wouldn't be demolished and the city would assume all financial responsibility for it. And since then, you know, the Follies left and of course it it really hasn't gotten much use. Um, I think last year, the Nancy Sinatra event during Modernism Week in 2020, right before the pandemic, that was the first time an event had been held there in such a long time. Um, you know, now they want to do these events like they have a, the Oasis Music Festival scheduled coming up in January, which is basically kind of a, um, it's kind of a fundraiser for the theater but it's also to bring people back to the city and get people downtown and spend some money. So it'll be interesting to see how it's used and when it's fully restored, what the plans will be. I mean, I don't think that there'll be another Follies in there. No, I I wouldn't imagine. So now um, there were some people, a lot of people stepped forward a couple of years ago when this thing really started to get rolling towards trying to uh, renovated again, and I know that uh, you mentioned, of course, J.R. Roberts, the former city councilman, and former mayor Rob Moon. Um, they were both really big proponents of this at the time, and there were a lot of other people in the community who came together and, and said, we're going to work on this thing. Uh, was it just, did it all simply fall out because of COVID? I think so, because it was right before COVID that they announced this big campaign to save the theater. And, you know, they put out the release saying that they needed 10 to $12 million to renovate it. They did the first big benefit, which was Nancy Sinatra. 
they had people that made some um, some pledges, such as Modernism Week and the um, Redevelopment Foundation in Palm Springs. You know, there were there was some movement, but then the pandemic happened, and then that grinded it to a halt. So yeah, you could say the pandemic just basically it it really ruined the promotion of saving the theater. And also during the pandemic, you didn't really see a lot of things coming from the committee. And then this past July, that was when, you know, they started to talk about it again, when Harold Matzner wanted to donate $4 million. And now it seems like it's kicked back into high gear. Now, Mr. Matzner did apparently retract that $4 million offer. And what was the basis of that? Well, it came down to JR at the time and during the summer, you know, the everything was grinded to a halt. Harold Matzner stepped in with a $4 million offer, and basically what happened was they couldn't come to an agreement, and it, it came to, like, JR raises the 10 to $12 million to restore it. Harold Matzner puts $4 million into it and uses it for the Palm Springs Film Festival and for other things. But in the end, I guess the restoration with 10 to $12 million that JR is doing is the way that the city obviously wants things to go. And Harold just basically retracted the offer, but he's supportive of JR's efforts. Is he really? Oh, yeah, he told me so yeah. when I talked to him this afternoon. I mean, he told me that, you know, it, this is what JR wants to do, and he wants to handle it this way. That's okay by him. And yeah. He respects them and supports them. Well, it has a lot of great history. It was built back in 1936, according to your reporting. It had 800 seats, and it opened with the premiere of the movie Camille and hosted screenings and broadcast radio programs featuring celebrities like Jack Benny and Bob Hope, Bing Crosby, and Frank Sinatra. They didn't have to travel too far, I guess. Um, no. <laughs> there, there was a lot of great stuff that happened there. Um, you mentioned that there's this music festival that is coming, uh, and uh, that's going to be in January, and it's an event that's produced uh, from what I've read in your reporting uh, by the folks at Palm Springs Life. That's correct. Yeah, it, it's going to be a music festival. There's headliners involved and then um, a combination of local bands playing as well. Um, the headliners are the White Buffalo, the Milk Carton Kids, and um, Ila Bamba. And then the local bands playing are the Flusters, Gazelle Wu and the Night Owls, Blasting Echo. Um, you know, it, it's kind of an interesting event. Um, you know, like I said, it's partially a fundraiser for the theater, but also to try to bring some life back back in downtown following the pandemic. This is happening in January, um, January 27th to 30th, I believe. And um, it, it's really interesting to think about seeing something like this in the Plaza Theater. It's another big event, and it's exciting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that, uh, how I know how old I am because I didn't recognize basically any of the bands that you just mentioned 
uh, but that tells me that they're also going to give some life to it in the form of getting younger people in and aware of this project as well. So it's not necessarily just those who are the retiree types that are here in the Valley and uh, that they're going to probably be turning to, to, to get people behind this. And I think that people love supporting a venue where they know that they're going to be able to see entertainment that relates to them and their likes, right? Yeah, this is mostly like indie music and, um, you know, the local bands such as the Flusters. You know, the Flusters are not really a retro band, but they definitely have that vibe of old rock and roll in Los Angeles during the 60s. Okay. They're sort of shifting to a new sound from what I understand. And they've always been very popular in the Coachella Valley. They've won some of the best of local awards. Um, Gazelle Wu and the Night Owls are an interesting band that, you know, they have a Latin music side to them. And Blasting Echo, Josh Hines has done the Concert for Autism. And they're one of the Valley's most well-known rock bands. So this is an interesting combination of local music combined with people like White Buffalo and Milk Carton Kids. So... I, like I said, I think this is an exciting festival that's put together, and, you know, it, it is being put together by Palm Springs Life, and, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, you did some other reporting this week, quite a bit, in fact, uh, like this. It appears that Swedish House Mafia is going to be headlining at Coachella, and I think you just wrote about that in the paper. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're headlining, but it seems that they're confirmed to play. I mean, they, you know, Spin Magazine confirmed it with Golden Voice, but it doesn't really seem to indicate whether they're headlining or not. And I was conflicted as to whether to state that this morning. So on the safe side, I said confirmed. And they were one of the early EDM groups in the, um, in the mid 2000s, well, I want to say like 2010 around that time. Yeah. And they really popular, really fast is EDM was really starting to, and for those that don't know, that's electronic dance music. It really had a, um, a rise around that time. And the three members that are a part of it are all big name DJs from Sweden. And so it's a super group. And they put out compilation records, but never a full-length album. But they were just so popular. And they played the main stage in Coachella in 2012, which was part of their farewell tour. And now they're coming back. They reunited in 2019, and they're working on their first-ever album. How strange is it that a band broke up without ever releasing an album? (laughs) Well, not a but a, a dance music group. It's just... Well, I, I read I read that they um, signed with The Weeknd's manager and that they have a new collaboration that's going to be coming out with uh, uh, the Blinding Lights singer this week with a debut full-length album, Paradise, again, that is set to drop at a later date. Yeah, it's coming out later this year. I mean, it's sort of a strange thing to think about that if you're a name in music, you have records and everything, but there's a lot of dance music groups that have never really released a full-length record. 
Yeah. And Swedish House Mafia is one of those. And I'm I'm really excited about that. I think it's a it's a good move for Coachella in the upcoming festival year. And you know, after being gone, they have this excitement of Swedish House Mafia playing their event. I mean, that's great. Yeah, do you think that they made a, a smart move to do what they did by not having uh, the ex- the delayed festival this year into the fall and just to wait for the spring? Yeah, it, it, that's an interesting question because I don't, if I remember right, the vaccines weren't as readily available as they are now. And the pandemic looked like it, no one knew where it was really going to go. Is it over? Are we going to have a fourth wave? Right. And, of course, we saw what happened over the summer, so maybe it was a good idea to kind of push it back to this year. Well, and it seems to me that, I mean, the BNP Paribas, which just happened, um, while it was successful, it was certainly not the same caliber as the spring event has historically been. A lot of uh, the a lot of the players not showing up uh, this year for it or being out for one reason or another. So I think, you know, I really think it's going to be great that these events are going to come back supercharged starting in the spring here in the Coachella Valley. And Brian, I really thank you for joining us today. Folks can read your stuff at DesertSun.com. We remind you that there's a great offer for brand new subscribers. You use the code W-PG and you'll get six months of DesertSun.com for only a buck. So check that out. Check Brian out and we'll read you regularly in the Desert Sun. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me.